I'm Parker. Some of you know me. Here's the deal. I want to talk just briefly because we have food to eat, and who wants to listen to me? So this is the point. We're gonna, I'm going to be brief, but here's the deal. Um, what kind of faith is Jesus looking for? So when Jesus comes back, what kind of faith will he be looking for? Think, mold over. Is it going to be the crazy radical faith where you're preaching to thousands? Is it you got to do miracles? Is that the faith he's looking for? What kind of faith is he looking for? Where there's this great parable that I love. It's one of my favorites out of Luke 18. Luke 18, where it's about not losing heart. Not losing heart. I mean, who feels like they have lost, I mean, just weary at heart? Okay, so... (laughs) I see some deep breaths out there. I feel tired. I mean, you feel that way? Some of us do. So there's this parable where it's in this city, and there's this judge that is corrupt and unjust. And there's this widow that goes before the judge and says, I need justice. Give me justice. He says, no. She goes back home and cries and gives up. No, not how this story goes. Some of us know it. Some of us don't. The widow goes again and again and again to this judge, every day crying out, give me justice, give me justice. And this this judge who is corrupt does not fear God and does not care about this widow. But he says to himself, I'm going to give her justice, not because I care about her, but because I don't want to be beat down by her. Tired of that. Come on. You know what I mean? Anybody make someone tired by just beating them down? (laughs) My wife's like, amen, amen. I mean, I'm a nagger. It's not good. Premarital, right? When are we starting that class, man? Come on. Okay, sorry, getting off topic. See, we're having fun. It's Labor Day. I'm trying to lighten the mood. Uh, So he says, I'm going to give her justice, not because I care about her, because she's just continually persisting this. And then Jesus tells his disciples, what did she just, what did the judge say? The unjust judge gives her justice. And then he goes on and says, will God not give justice to the elect who cry out to him day and night? Will not your father, God, give justice to his children who cry out to him day and night? Then he crescendos. He, he vibratos. How do you vibrato, Dad? Vibrato, right? It's, uh, it's, he says this at the very end. He says, will not the Son of Man, will the Son of Man find faith on the earth? Will the Son of Man find faith on the earth? What kind of faith is Jesus looking for? He says, when I come back, will I find faith like this persistent widow? Will I find faith that is persistent, that doesn't say amen for a day, but can go to God every day and say Amen that can go before the throne of God every day persistently and say amen. See, at the start of this parable, he says this is a parable about praying and not losing heart. The way to not lose heart is continually being before the throne, continually being before God. Dr. King, he said our lives begin to end when we become silent about the things that matter. A man who fought for justice for his people group historically disenfranchised, our lives begin to end when we become silent about the things that matter. I want to flip that and say our faith begins to end when our prayer lives become silent. Our faith begins to end when our, because what is it? How do you go before God? How do you be refreshed by God? How do you abide in God? It's through prayer. Persist 
in prayer. So we're starting not a random week of prayer. We want to do what God is going to be looking for when he comes back, a church that is persisting and not growing weak in heart, but going before the throne together and saying, God, bring justice. You look around, you see cruelness, you see corruption. Where should we go? Should we run to politics? Should we run to our efforts? Should we run to other things? No, we need to be running to him, the righteous, true judge. So we're not only doing a week of prayer, we're also doing a week of fasting. Uh, now, here's the deal. Fasting's been going on. It's a gift, I know. Gotta say bye to that hamburger for a while. I know, that, that's a gift? I don't know. Here it is. Fasting's been done for thousands of years by believers. Uh, Jesus tells his disciples, it's not if you fast, it's when you fast. So it's not a principle for just the elect few, the, the select few, the real extremist. This is a gift for all believers. If you follow me, when you fast, so it's, it's an invitation. This guy, Michael, pull up the first slide. I don't have that. Fasting helps us to express, to deepen, and to confirm the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything, even ourselves, to obtain the kingdom of God. Um, I, I love that. It's, it's stepping into something. So fasting is not a manipulation of God of saying, if I fast, you're going to have to answer my prayer. If I fast, I'm twisting your arm, you've got to do it. It's not an A, B, C, I equal results thing. Fasting biblically is more of a response to a moment. If you look through the Old Testament and the New, it's a response to a moment. We just read Esther, what, a couple months ago? What did Esther say? Esther was, her people, her people group, the Jews, were about to be wiped out. What does she tell the Jews? She tells her people, hey, fast for me. We're going to fast and pray for three days, and we're going to go to God, and we're going to say, give us justice, because I'm about to go before the king, and if God doesn't answer the prayer, I will be murdered. So her, the people respond to this moment. You think of like Jonah. Jonah prophesies to um, Ninevites doom and destruction for their horrific sin, then the Ninevites say, let's respond. And they call for a fast. And they say, God, please move. God, please show mercy. God, please save us. And God responds. This might look like in the New Testament where Jesus died on the cross. You know, some of you know the story. Died on the cross, rose again, told his disciples, go make this known. And he said, my salvation and sacrifice, what I do, my salvation and promise will extend beyond the Jews into the Gentile nation, which is many of us. He says, my, my promise is going to extend to the Gentile nation. So the, the apostles know they're in a moment. I mean, a special moment. So they call a fast. And they pray, and they pray, and they fast, and, and God says, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. Barnabas and Saul. See, sometimes when the moment is so intense in life, we're all in a moment, right? I mean, King David was losing his son, and he decided to respond to that moment with prayer and fasting. See, we're all in a moment, but we believe at Living Hope we're in a, we're in a moment. Last week we had how many baptisms? Eleven? There's a hunger for God that I've not seen in a long time. There's a passion for evangelism and sharing our faith like I've never seen. We're in a moment. God's stirring Generation Z. God's stirring many of us. And so we're wanting to lean in 
on this moment. We're going to position ourselves humbly saying, God, we don't want to miss this. We need you to move because also we're in a moment of, of complete chaos. Do you have hope in your country? Do you have hope in the politics? Do you have hope in all the wars? No, no. We're in a, a, a bad moment too. So we're going to go before God and say, I'm going to set aside other things and I want to meet you, not just with my heart and my mind, but my whole body I want to bring into this prayer. It's kind of like fasting. It's like responding with the whole body. And I just think we're going to ask God to move, to wake up this next generation, to wake us up as well, to change, because we're in a moment. Uh, Piper, pull it up, Michael, John Piper. He's referring to the early church. They were hungry enough for God's leading that they wanted to say it with the hunger of their bodies and not just the hunger of their hearts. I'm just hungry for God to move. Are some of you hungry for God to move and you want to say it with, with every fiber of your being? I'd encourage you to fast and try it out. Here's the deal. Practically, how we're going to do this. Um, I mean, if you've never fasted before, I would recommend not chopping off four days of fasting. You're going to have a rough time. But here's the deal. If you've never fasted before, I'd try 24 hours. Unless you feel leading in the Holy Spirit to go all four days, then rock it out. But here's the deal. I'd try 24 hours. Typically how I do it is I would fast the night before. So if I'm coming Tuesday night, I'd start my fast Monday at sundown, so I would skip dinner. I'd fast, and then I would break my fast with a delicious feast of steak and cookies uh, that Tuesday evening, right? Um, and then come pray. And so I would pick a day or days as well. If that seems a bit extreme to you, I think a 16-hour fast is just fine and wonderful. Fast breakfast, fast lunch, and then go. Now, it's hard to do fast and wrong, but you can. So if you're like blending up cheeseburgers, I'm making jokes, if you're blending up cheeseburgers and chicken breasts and drinking them down, you might be missing the, the, the point, okay? Because that hunger is supposed to be a tool to remind you, who am I really hungry for? Am I really hungry for just food and things of this world? Or do my spirit, does my spirit hunger for something greater? Something greater. So pick a day or days to fast. Do it. And then show up to prayer. Write it on your communication card. Because I think it'd be cool to encourage them. We can do that, right, David? Send a text out. Do it. Write it on your communication card. Now some of you, I'm trying to think of anything else. Fasting, by the way, has been a great benefit to me. Uh, it's like it amplifies my hearing. And really more than amplified hearing, it amplifies my attention. Because when you're starving, guess what? And you're like, man, I'm grumbling. Oh, yeah, I'm hungry for God, you know? It's like it almost gets me to have a greater appetite for God. Now, if you can't fast, maybe you have an eating disorder and this would not be wise for you, that's completely fine. Uh, if you have health things, that's completely fine. Again, no obligation. There's just, if you feel the leading. Maybe you could, instead of fast, abstain. So abstaining is still a biblical idea. Daniel abstained from meat. They call it the Daniel fast, but really it's abstaining uh, from a certain type of thing. Maybe it's technology, abstaining from that. Social media. For me, I love fitness. Can't you tell? <laughs> no problem. Sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, uh, you could abstain from fitness. 
And I would do that oftentimes if I'm fasting, but I'd also abstain from fitness. Uh, and that 45 minutes I would be working out, what would I do? Well, I would put in place, I would seek God in his word. I would seek God in prayer. I would seek God, okay? So everything we do, if it's abstaining or fasting, is to trigger us to say, I don't want to feast on this stuff. Every time I run to this and that, I leave empty. I want to feast on the Holy Spirit. I want to feast on his word. It's like if I had this in one hand and a chicken wing in the other, which one would you pick? You know what I mean? Five times out of ten, wait, nine times out of ten is probably the chicken wing, right? It's, it's just, we're saying no. We're going to set aside this. Dallas Willard said, fasting is feasting on our Lord and doing his will. Jesus says, my food, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Jesus fights the devil not only with the word of God, but with prayer and what? Fasting. He's going to head-on match with the devil, and he decides to be equipped with the word and with fasting. Because the fasting starves the flesh. It starves the body. But what does it feed? It feeds the spirit. When you're in it, you'll know it. Okay? So, I just think we want to lean in, okay, guys? As a church, we're wanting to lean in and say, okay, bye-bye for the hamburger for a second. I'm going to seek God, okay? And so we're not only leaning in and saying we're going to be persistent in prayer. We're going to go before God in prayer, but we're also saying we want to just bring our whole self into this because we are in a moment. Does that make sense? I'm just trying to clarify a little bit uh, of fasting and prayer and all that. I mean, what did Jesus say to the devil? My, my bread... Is, is come, my bread, is, it comes from the mouth of God, right? I know it's Matthew 4, 4. I just can't, don't have it memorized. Sorry. Y'all know what I'm saying. Um, okay. I feel like I'm going to mess up here, but are we having fun? Okay. We're going to go eat tons of food. You don't have to think about fasting today. Okay. Because I just feel the vibes down like, dang, What? I have to do this this week? I feel that vibe, okay? So you don't worry about it today. You go eat as much as you want. You put on those five extra pounds, and then, oh, yeah, we don't do it because of weight loss. That's not either. I mean, so don't, don't get that in mind. I just, I got to catch myself. Okay, I got I to gotta conclude this. It's what happens when I don't use notes. and just go all over the place. So some of you are here, and you're like, what the heck? You're in a family meeting. This was not for you. If this is your first time, this was a family meeting. I just had to address the family. You're welcome to join this family. We love that. But if you're new here, you're like, what the heck? We're not really inviting you to pray and fasting. We're inviting you into it, but we don't want you to feel obliged and obligated, okay? This is your first time, second time, third time. We want you to know that maybe you feel like the widow, but in a different way. Maybe you feel like the start where where Jesus says, Pray and don't lose heart. Maybe you feel like I am lost at heart. I feel weary around every direction. Every, my heart feels so heavy. I look at everything around me. It's just cruel. It's corrupt. It's evil. There's no hope. Everything I look at in this world just feels evil. Even, at my, even sometimes I feel evil. Maybe that's where you're at today and you feel I'm lost at heart. Well, what Christ has done is he's pursued you. He died on a cross. He came to this world, died on the cross, so that all that evil you feel, all the evil you feel in the world, he has given a way to forgive. 
He has given a way to wipe away all your crimes and guilt and sin and shame. And that's if you believe and surrender yourself to Jesus. And you believe that he not only died on the cross, but rose to life. And that he's pursuing you. Because, you know, when you're in Jesus, you know, this is what's wonderful. Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Maybe you've been believing in a God and you're just like, this God is mean and cruel, but you haven't believed in Jesus. Maybe today is the day you just start to trust in Jesus. You start to trust that maybe he's the God. I've been running and eating and feasting of this world from one hobby to one thing to the next, and I just feel empty and I feel lost at heart. Where is my direction? Where am I going? The reason you feel lost is because you have not been to the one who wants to find you and who is right there at the door knocking, but he won't open it. He's at the door knocking. He says, you can open the door. You hear God knocking, and I just want to invite you to open it up. Open up the door, and then he will say what he says in John 16. You will have many troubles, yes, but you can take heart. Why can you take heart? Because I've overcome the world. When you look at the world and you feel hopeless, that's right. That's a good perspective. But when you look at Christ and he has overcome it, you then have hope again. So maybe you don't have hope. Maybe you've lost hope in yourself and this world. And that's a good place to be because it at least points you to the one who has overcome the world. So I hope you will respond by showing up next week hope you'll respond as we sing and worship God together and just saying, my heart's heavy. Yeah, band, come on up. My heart's heavy. I feel lost at heart. So let's go for it this week, guys. I am like extremely excited. I wish I could be at every, every night, but I'm, I'm gone part of it. But I'm, I feel anticipation that we as the people of God are gonna go to the throne of God together, setting aside distraction, setting aside. What kind of faith is Christ looking for? He's looking for a faith that is persistently going to him. Persistently going to him. I just feel like God's gonna surprise us. As we begin to pray, just like the widow, he's gonna give us justice and we're gonna be like, what? Wait, prayer works. Oh my goodness, then we're going to want to pray more and be more bold and more persistent. That's the great thing about prayer. It's like a cascading encouragement. So again, show up this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Please pick a day or days to go for that. And uh, again, if you're new, just have a blast. Eat a ton of food. Come back next week uh, and let's go. So let me pray and we'll worship. Please respond and worship, celebrate. Let's go. Holy Spirit, we just... We come before you, and this week what we want to do is if, if, we, if we fast or abstain from things, we just want that to be out of a heart where we hunger for you. We realize these things are not fulfilling us. They fill us up, but they don't fill us with the right thing. And we just want to seek you in your word this week. We want to seek you in prayer. We want to seek you even with our whole bodies crying out, saying we're hungry. We're hungry for you to do something. We're hungry for you, God, to change this nation. We're hungry for you to change not only this nation, but the world. We see the cruelness, and we see the decay, and we see the sin, and we can only turn to you, Jesus, and say, change hearts. 
Change hearts, God. Bring justice to this world. There's so much injustice. God, we are eager to go before your throne together and just see you transform our lives and transform this world. God, be with these people. Let us have a fantastic time just celebrating as a family, eating food and having fun. Amen.